and good morning from All Things SR Podcast. How are you, Leslie, the busy lady of... uh... (laughs) Good morning. I am a little little weary, but, but happy just the same. It's just been a super, super action-packed week yes you've had dance recitals and, and i had a three-day was that or was it just re- no, rehearsal? No, I've, I've so so you know last week we were in um pittsburgh coming back from mm-hmm. from uh seeing tay tay seeing taylor swift we were in swift Swiftland. Uh-huh. And um, so we did the podcast remotely from Western PA. And then mm-hmm. I was home. And then I left again on Tuesday morning for the other side of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania for your neck of the woods, Pam. I was in Philadelphia. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a three day work strategy planning session. And it was really great. I got to meet, I mean, I'm working in a new company now and I had a chance to meet all the people I've talked to online, but haven't seen in person. And we stayed at this really cool hotel Mm -hmm. called the Notary Hotel in downtown Philadelphia. And I'm actually going to put a link in there because if you ever go into Philly and want to stay in Center City, it's super, super cool. Um, it's right across from city hall. It's a couple blocks from the Reading terminal market near the convention center. Um, we had a evening at lucky strike, which is a bowling ping pong and pool, uh, establishment with food and refreshments. Um, and that was super fun. And then Thursday, the meeting ended and I had to give a presentation to a client and then I rushed home to go to dress rehearsal because I'm in a dance recital this weekend. Last night was the first show and then tonight's the last show. So it's just been nonstop. I haven't had a chance to even have time to watch Redemption Part 1 to answer Ellie's question. She's asked, so how many times has everyone watched Redemption Part 1 so far? And my answer is zero, no time. Now, and you know I'm spread thin when I don't even have a chance to watch our beloved uh, Gabriel True. and Julia on the screen. So <laughs> Elena's on her fourth viewing of Redemption Part One. <laughs> mm-hmm. Only once so far for Shell. Um, good morning, Anna. It's good to see you on. Uh, mm-hmm. it's been, yeah, it's just been a wild ride. It's been nonstop. Well, you've had yeah. a busy week. Yeah, you've well, and we week. had to, even yeah. going yeah. back to last Saturday, um, we had to leave early so we could get back in time to be at rehearsal and studio. So it was just, it was, yeah. Everything happens at once as it yeah. often does, so. Absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. Well, I I have seen it once mm-hmm. so far, although I did have to hear a blow by blow commentary on the phone yesterday uh, by my neighbor, uh. <laughs> who called me up on Friday and said, 
Now, when does the movie come out? And I said it came, came out Oh, yesterday. my gosh. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad that Karen was so able to swing by and say just a quick good morning. Hope you have a wonderful weekend, KK. We have you had a, a chance weekend, to yes. watch it yet? Hello, Floor. And Anna's watched mm -hmm. once. And Betty said, Redemption was good. Rereading the novel with you ladies has kept the story fresh in my mind. Yeah, I thought that was, um, I was thinking that too as we were talking about things. Um, it's nice to have everything that we've just covered. Um, knowing that that's going to be on the screen is very fun. Betty said, not going to lie. My favorite scenes were with Paul. <laughs> I'm not going sure. to lie. I'm, I'm not sure. surprised, Betty. And KK says, and Redemption Part 1 is just awesome. Morning, Floor. Glad you could join us. Watch three times, Ashley said. Huh. I don't, See you, I, KK. Have a great time. I don't want to... Bye, KK. I, I don't want to uh, spoil too much since you haven't seen oh, it. Oh, I'm not I, worried my, about spoilers. My, Feel free my, uh, to share. Uh, I... I I, I am a Linda Atkinson fan. <laughs> and Anna said, oh, Betty, I wanted to slap Paul. <laughs> I like how we have uh, differing views here. Yes, 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 yes we, we do. That's good. That's really good. Uh, Flora said it was really yeah. amazing, just captured it all. And she's saying hello to Shell, Betty, and Ashley, and bye-bye to Karen. Seeing the scenes with Paul and his possessive attitude made me 10 times angrier, Shell said. Did I pause Paul's scenes and fan screamed? Yes. Yes, I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I didn't even have to look at that response because I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> did you time the scenes? That's what I'm curious about, Betty. Did you uh, time, how long did you time Paul's screen time? And did you tell James about it? Because I'm sure he'll want to know. He'll probably put it out on his IMDb page. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a question for show. Have you had any uh, crickets by you? <laughs> I heard Nevada's being invaded by some crickets. Oh, wow. Of biblical proportion. Oh, yeah. that's not good. So. Shell said, cod swallowed for the win. Floor mm -hmm. said, I watched twice so far. Love Julia standing up to CFP. And Anna noted she also wanted to shake martyr Julianne as well. Uh, Ellie is at three viewings. She said, well done. As ever, the opening credits give me so many smiles. The exterior shots were so wonderful. Of course, Betty, all about Paul for you. But did mm -hmm. you love Allison? Mm. And Betty said, it's interesting to see Allison and Paul interact, but I was saddened Bessie the cow didn't make her cameo. <laughs> and the crickets have not arrived um, at Shell's uh, town yet. Or at oh, least good, her part good. of where she is. Bessie was missed, she notes. And then Flora said, Superwoman picked and stole all her scenes. She was amazing. I know, I can't wait to see that. I cannot wait to see that. Her taking taking them down. All the all the gossiping ninnies. 
and going after Krista yes, and Pacciani. I can't I know, wait. So. I can't wait to see Christian bit on oh, the screen that, that, either. Yeah, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, Betty says, I totally timed Paul's scenes and I've yet to time all the scenes in total. <laughs> and I send James my thoughts. He thought I was funny. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> that is awesome, Betty. Uh, oh my gosh. Allison uh, tried my. too hard, Shell said. Um, Ellie said, Bessie's shit made it though. <laughs> And Professor that picked in did. for the win, that Anna notes. Um, Shell mm-hmm. said they've had grasshoppers mm-hmm. where they're at, but nothing like it was a few years ago. So hopefully. I, I was watching the news yesterday morning and I was like, oh, my God, I would be cringing. I wouldn't leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. They don't hurt you they just hurt all the everything around them no, they were destructive they're, they're 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 like hopping uh, cockroaches yeah. oh i see i don't i never i For never me. minded crickets i never minded crickets i like hearing them outside mm-hmm. i don't like seeing them i'll just leave it at that uh I think because when we were kids we, the house that we would go to at my grandmother's house at the shore Every every day you'd, you'd have three or four crickets and you're running through your house. Mm-hmm. It was just no, no. Ugh. But I'm not a bug person anyway. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, oh, and ninety five is over. Yes, I saw that, which I was shocked. Shocked. Everybody I know. shocked. We thought that would be months and months. They had a plan. Mm-hmm. So. They did, and they got got through. So we've got lanes to that collapsed in '95 in Philadelphia about two weeks ago. They've been reopened. And my understanding is they um, just filled in the bottom. They are rerouting the bottom. That's correct. So that's correct. That that's why that's why they could do it so quickly. Mm-hmm. They probably were planning to do that anyway so. in a future up, upgrade. Is my guess. Well, actually, that that was that was uh, that was actually an exit when the truck got off ninety five to because there were a bunch of gas stations he was going to be delivering uh, to, and and he missed the curve and that's when it flipped over and burst into flames and destroyed the road. Yeah. So, but well, anyway, that's so good I'm, news. I'm, I'm shocked on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Um, and Betty said also spoiler, but what the heck? Every other speaker had to do their presentation. Without any introduction, except Julia, what gives? Um, Elena said, agreed, loved the picked-in scenes, and CFP and Christian did their scenes so well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> James looked and like he was wearing it. eyeliner, shell notes. <laughs> Floor's laughing at Betty time <laughs> in the scenes. Allie said Pro- uh-huh. Professor Picton was epic. Those single looks she gave, no Gabriel, don't you dare rescue Julia during the lecture. <laughs> and you mm-hmm. could see he had no mm-hmm. socks on from 30 miles away, she said. <laughs> Betty said, I was not expecting to see Pacciani in Krista's bedroom scene. I thought we would get fade into black. So the Betty was surprised about where they ended. Elena said she loves the crickets, but I'm sure millions at a time are a bit much. And uh, 
in terms of the Pachiana Christa scenes, Ellie said very. They, I think they did them very tastefully. And Shell oh God, said, when Julia was. gave her lecture, I said, hashtag sketchy Guido is sketchy. <laughs> I laugh every time Guido comes up, Shell, because I think of your comments. <laughs> and Betty says, I think James added more depth to Paul's pain at losing Julia. And I loved that, which is great. Yeah, he did yeah. really well. He really did. I'm happy about that. And I'm glad, uh, you know, this will be really great. I figured by the time we talk to SR uh, July 8th, it'll probably be, you know, people will be in the double digits in viewing. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it'll be good. I mean, he he has uh, been somewhat or very much incommunicado the last couple of weeks. I mean, he's, I, he did mention in an email that he was um, going, because when I asked him to come on the podcast, he mentioned that he was going to be away through Canada Day, so um, we'd, we'll do it up at a different point. And I was like, fine. So I just said, you gave me the date, and he gave me a date, and that's what July 8th is yes, about. Yes, which is really great, too. So, so make wonder that joining us. On July 8th at mm-hmm. the same regular time, 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eastern time or New York time for those overseas mm-hmm. um, who will want to join on that day um, to talk to our about Redemption Part 1. Yeah, exactly. Betty's going to write down her notes about the film. She hopes the boss is ready. <laughs> and Allie said, <laughs> make for the win. So, makeup sex for the win is all the time. It doesn't have to be. This is true. This is true. But I'm sure that was great on the scene, on the screen. (laughs) Not that I know about that lately. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. It's hard being a born again virgin. Anyway. You are on fire today. What? what? Anna says it takes balls to tell the husband you're in love with his wife. Only the coffee cup got crushed. Cup got crushed. <laughs> and Shell said when Julie was standing outside of Oxford, I thought, get off the grass. <laughs> I loved the Oxford scene. Well, the photos are beautiful, so I just couldn't wait to see how they'll be on the screen. Betty yeah. says, question, is yeah. it me or did they change the actress that plays Diane? No, okay, they, did, they not. did not. And I don't think. <laughs> Brenda says, now y'all get the comments about the wisps. <laughs> yes, Anna, <laughs> Michelle says. <and> yes. <laughs> Floor's laughing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I did see in the Q&A that... Um, uh, Gave, or Julio was talking about trying to get the bubbles together, and he said that he was standing on the side of the tub and his hands like moving, and you, you can't see b- up, up below <laughs> his waist. And uh, <laughs> Dennis walks in and mentions, "Should I come back?" <laughs> because it looks something like else besides whisking up bubbles. Now yes. there have uh, in the and chat, Pam. They did uh, 
a couple of folks were saying that they actually did change the actress. So, oh, okay. Um, I was in fact I was just going to look it up mm-hmm. on IMDb. So if they did, <laughs> it is what and it is, uh, it is a different person. Yeah, a couple of people said that, and um, yes, the whisks. Uh, Shell says Brenda, that was hilarious, mm-hmm. and but he said, okay, I'm glad it's a different person because I thought I lost my mind when I saw Diane. <laughs> so, thank you for clarifying that, folks. Yes, considering I didn't see Rapture before watching Redemption one, so thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. Yes. Did anybody else? Did anybody watch Rapture? Sick. Did anybody do the pre-gaming and watch everything before? Um, just curious. That's a lot of film watching, but it's yeah. it's so bingeable. Yeah, my last binge was uh, when I had COVID, yeah. so I just haven't had a chance to do any binging I know. or anything lately. And I and I did start a couple, and I'm really I did uh, too. I'm almost done with the Diplomat. That's a great show if you like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. And um, with my girls, XO Kitty, which is the follow-up to, now I'm blanking out on the show. Um, it's really, really great if you like young adult stuff. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. And it's set in Korea, and I want to go to Korea now because it's so beautiful. Um, so Betty said... I only made it to half of part two of Inferno. The blessedness has kept me busy. And Elena binged it all mm-hmm. with a friend. Impressive, Elena. There you go. Black Lab Lady keeping on track. Mm-hmm. And Betty relies mm-hmm. a lot on her memory. Way too much to do a binge, Jana said. And Shell's asking, what was up with Scott and his hair? <laughs> And Allie said, I watched all the others a few weeks ago. Yesterday was my first sort of day off. So first viewing was in my car in between final home visits. There you go. I love where people watch this stuff. That is such a great, that is so great, Ellie. Good for you for being able to uh, enjoy that time between, between your work visits. That's great. And Brenda said, didn't pregame. Too much reading, ha ha ha. But I'll do a marathon now that it's out. And Anna said, "Yeah, Scott's bedhead." <laughs> so you're making me excited to watch, ladies. I got to tell you, you you yeah, I'm, I I'm sure you will have some good things to say yeah. about it when, it comes, when you finally get a chance. I know, to I'm excited. No pregame, mm-hmm. Flora said, but reading, yes, for all the specifics. And Betty loved Richard and Grace's scene, moving and sweet. Yes, it was. I have no doubt. And I'm so glad they did that. I'm so glad that's in the movie. Yep. So, yep. so as we turn um, to from the film to the, to the book, um, and Shell notes that was beautifully done. Um, and I, I promise I'll, I'll get to watch it before SR comes on. I, I can tell you that. <laughs> I, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to watch it tomorrow, but I'm going to try to watch it in the next couple of days if I can. I have another project that's due that 
is something uh, vi- that I have to watch videos and make comments on. So um, hopefully soon. I'm, I wasn't uh-huh. ready to watch it anyway. So now I, um, but I actually literally haven't been able to watch it yet. So, um, <laughs> and Black Lab Lady, spoiler alert, be sure to check out the security guard at the museum. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to, I told Kenzie this yesterday and I'm, and I'm going to say this today. There are a lot better places in, in the Ashmolean that would have been better for that scene than where it was because mm-hmm. it was more private. <laughs> Not that I know anything about museums. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And, Although someone near and dear to our hearts has mentioned it, mm-hmm. have you? You know, to me when we were in Williamsburg. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That <laughs> that is true. Anyway, yes. Um. So Betty said once again, "Why, boss? Why did you skip Tammy and Scott's wedding? I have so many questions." And back to Paul, Betty says, the security guard was awesome. <laughs> Not happy uh-huh. that Gabriel was always the one to acquiesce and make things right, though, says Anna. And <laughs> Shell's saying, sure, Pam, sure. <laughs> Another one for the book, says Floor Notes. And... Hey, I was just there. I didn't. I, I was by myself, so not much happened. So not random, not random uh, museum sex, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Betty noticed the security guard right away. There's no way the museum would allow anyone to see where exactly they could get their afternoon delight. Might give people some ideas. Mm. <laughs> that's very true. But if you if you need if you need a map, just let me know. I could I can refer you to a couple of people places. get creative. That's all I have to say. That's right. <laughs> anyway. So we are now finishing part the final part of chapter fourteen, part three, as we broke it out, and Paul mm-hmm. and Julia are at lunch. After all the altercations with Krista. Um, and, you know, they were in the middle of, con- of discussing things. Uh, Julia just asked Paul how his dad was. And um, he kind of could tell she was a bit stressed out. And he thought about exploring Julia's anxiety, but he decided to answer her question about his dad first. He told her that his dad was okay. And then he was at the farm to help. Um, but he had to give up his apartment in Toronto because he's really spending so much time on the farm. And Julia went and, <laughs> yes, Betty, we're going back to your Paul, back to your stud. Yes, we're with the stud. And, you know, Julie was asking him about his dissertation and he was just, he kind of rolled his eyes and he's like, oh, it is really, really going rough right now I'm in a rough period um he was supposed to give Catherine one of his chapters two weeks ago and it wasn't finished yet um he's having problems because he's you know he's trying to balance two things he's trying to help out and keep things moving at his family's farm and then he has his academic commitments so 
As Betty says, my sweet Paul, he's doing so much for his family. Yes. When asked if she could help, his only reply was, can you write it for me? (laughs) He really wants to start looking for a teaching position, but he said Catherine's not going to let him until he's further along on his dissertation. And in frustration, he says he'll probably be there another year and won't be able to get off the farm. Um, So he's really struggling. And I know Julia sincerely was sorry to hear that. Um, And Michelle's saying that she doesn't think Julia uh, defends Gabriel as strongly as she should. And Betty notes, I think in this particular part of the chapter, I think that this is so relatable. A hundred percent, Betty. A hundred percent. You're straddling family responsibilities with professional ones. I think we all can relate to that. And, you know, I, as much as Paul loves his family and loves keeping things moving on the farm, his heart is in academia. And so he's really struggling because he's trying to make the move and make the break. And he kind of keeps getting pulled back into the farm. Um, so I think, um, I think it is relatable. I think it is relatable. Mm-hmm. You have to Absolutely. set your priorities and sometimes that's very challenging. So as she's rubbing her eyes, Paul said, if she's wearing glasses, um, and when, when did her, you know, her eye issues, her eye strains start? Um, and he said, just cause a lot of people he knows, you know, has eye strain. She said, no, um, it really started in Boston. And he asked if she, 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 he, when asked if he wore glasses, he said, no, um, he drank a lot of milk growing up, not carrots. (laughs) Julia is saying no milk helps everything he said. And she started laughing. Although carrots do have a lot of lutein. Um, Paul loved to see her laugh because it brought out her beauty. And as he was kind of thinking about the waiter interrupted them uh, with her lunch. And uh, so I think that kind of broke the, that kind of like easy um, laughing scene. Um, uh-huh. Betty said to me, this is so nice. They're having a real bonding time. Yay, milk, she said. And Anna said, Julianne, why do you think it's appropriate to tell Paul your innermost thoughts and fears totally wrong and akin to betraying your husband. Yep. Yeah. I, I think this goes back to her feeling that Paul's her only friend, um, or was her only friend, true friend in academia. He kind of helped her when no one else was, um, there. Um, so she's acting or she's asking Paul, so are you seeing anyone? And Paul really didn't want to get into this with her. Didn't really even want to think about relationships when he's mm-hmm. talking with her. Uh, about external relationships anyway. While not enthused in sharing the information, he said he's casually seeing Allison. And Julia thought that she was a really nice person. And that Allison cared for him. And she says, mm-hmm. I really just want you to be happy and I think she was sincerely happy that there was a person who's caring for Paul so much 
And this made Paul extremely uncomfortable, and he's changed the subject. Yeah, the hurt with Paul is t- still too soon, and she's still oblivious to the amount of hurt. Yeah, and, and Anna's probably ne- uh, has uh, Elena him. agrees with Anna. And Shell said, you can't help who you love, but you can be respectful and responsible with what you do. And Paul's not doing that. Betty says, Julie is not telling right. Paul anything about Maya, his drugs use, or anything else too intimate. I think she's just sharing basic stuff. Anna's saying, this is leading Paul well, on and cruel. She knows uh, Paul wants her. Um, right, right. And then, and then to pull it back, she's bringing Allison into the picture and that's, that's not fair to Paul at all, you know, and it's not fair to Gabriel either. I think it's, uh, Julianne just being oblivious, you know, oblivious to everything that's going on. So. So, you know, so Paul decides when he's changing the subject, he says, and how's your program going? And she said it was, she said the professors were tough, which I'm sure they are at Harvard. And she was working all the time, but she loved it, which is Mm -hmm. great. And uh, Paul asked about the other students. She said, um, she went to the library once and, and, uh, uh, because some of these people, are really like it's that competitive. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, she considers some of them friends that, you know, she goes to the library and she finds a bunch of hidden Boccaccio resources that, she, that are needed for a seminar. And so, you know, it, 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 that makes it kind of difficult for all of them. And for those who don't know it, have never read or know the Boccaccio, he wrote the Decameron which was a story of about 10 young men and women who go to a villa in Florence for, during the plague for 10 days. And apparently they write about 100 stories between them. And uh, many of the tales were about sexual encounters and uh, criticisms of the church. So the Decameron was kind of banned for a period mm-hmm. of time. Add that to the banned book club, yes. everybody. Um, but it is, I mean, it is a, an odd tale or, you know, the, the sexual encounters are mostly mm-hmm. with clergy. So and, pretty lascivious, uh, you know, uh, salacious is yes. the word I was looking for. Salacious yeah. is right. I'm putting the link in, um, cause so. Pam, uh, was able to find a link, uh, to give you a little bit about, uh, background on the Decameron since we it was referenced here. So I'm sharing that with you guys in the chat. And people that I know that have read the Decameron, Asarb, I think was one of them, has said it's a very strange tale. So. Yeah. Just an FYI. Yes. Um, so Paul asked if she was spending time in a carol, and she's like, no. And he asked if she went out. And her answer was no. He said that, you know, the grad students do like to get together, but she feels out of place because Gable won't go with her. You know, it's because he doesn't feel he should be, you know, mixing with grad students. And so she really doesn't get that community of grad students that are all complaining and moaning and groaning about their programs either. So that's 
that's hard not to have. Right, right. You know, that, that, that and, peership. And um, there's a couple comments before we get into the next part. Uh, mm -hmm. Anna says, totally agree, Pam. I will address this on my couch with Julianne and make her cry, but she will understand and own her inappropriate behavior. Um, mm -hmm. And Shell notes it's not appropriate for her to share even what she did, though. Um, mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so and and this is something I think is a red flag about Gabriel refusing to socialize with others. It's causing Julia to be isolated. She's missing out on the life on life in Harvard. If she can't be friends with Paul, then who should she talk to? Well, that's a good part of it. And and, you know, she she has Rachel that she can talk to, but she really can't talk to Rachel about some things because of what Rachel's going. through. Right. And also Rachel's not in academia, so she doesn't have that. Right specific absolutely lens absolutely so while uh, well the you know paul you know paul bites his tongue and then you know julie comes out with he wants to have a baby and uh this then she then she, the light bulb and her head goes off and she cringes and says you know i should never have said this to him yeah she really should never have said that to him right. that's that's just super intimate. Yeah, that's that's a little bit more than even a, a male friend could deal with, to be honest with you. I mean, that's something that's between she and Gabriel. Mm -hmm. And then she's then uh, she says when Paul's teasing her, saying, "Well, you know, that might be a little hard with this biology," because mm -hmm. I'm sure he knew about the uh, sterilization as well and the vasectomy. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, she explained it's. Um, he was trying to make a joke out of it, but it really wasn't funny. And and he realized it when he was looking at it. And she explained that it was something she wanted to do right away, but she wanted to finish her program. Right, it's not something she wanted to do. Yeah, right. right now. And she worried. And she worried that if she did, she wouldn't finish her program. And and while she was thinking how. Uh, Made Gabriel would mad. Gabriel would be about her talking with Paul, especially. I'm glad she's finally realizing that. Yeah, she should have realized it a little sooner. But, but she needed someone to talk to, and Rachel was not sympathetic to her needs on that. Yeah, this is really dicey. Um, you know, Paul. The whole Paul wanting to take her to lunch and catch up with her thing. Um, mm -hmm. without inviting Gabriel to come that whole, that was Paul wasn't really fully respecting the boundary of the marriage. Um, mm -hmm. and then her going, cause she wants to talk to Paul, um, and not saying Gabriel, you could come too. you know, that already set this up as a bit of a, a um, a, a dicey situation. And now they're diving into, you know, Julia asking him about his, if he's seeing anybody, um, which I think was mm -hmm. fair. Um, I think her, I think she feels comfortable and confident in her marriage and that her marriage stands and that's where she's, she's very, she's been clear. She's been very clear stating things to Paul. So she doesn't feel like he's leading, she's leading him on even though her actions may mm -hmm. seem a little bit different than the, her words. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I think th- that for Paul, Paul needs to keep remembering that she is married and that mm-hmm. she's not with him. Um, though she enjoys, and they, he enjoys their time together talking. Um, of course, Gabriel sees Paul as a threat, Anna notes. And mm-hmm. and so did Ellie. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, Julia needs to be able to talk to more people, not just Gabriel. Gabriel is not God and Almighty. No one talks to just their spouse or one friend. We all talk to more people. That's normal. The scene felt normal. It did, it did, in terms of catching up with someone who hasn't seen it, that felt very normal. Um, and if it, you know, like a really close, close girlfriend or something, but not, Paul's not the right person to have that conversation Paul, with. Paul was close to her and she was talking academia. And I think he, I think he flipped things a little bit and surprised her in some things he was asking. And then she just, She's been so mm-hmm. stressed about blurted this. It out. She's been under so much stress. She blurted out something she wasn't planning to share with him is, is how mm-hmm. I read this scene. I don't think she intended to share that with Paul. I think her stress level was such that it just kind of popped out of her mouth. Um, mm-hmm. Elena said, Paul is still holding on the ho- onto the hope uh, that something will happen and he can have Julia. He didn't even want to talk about Allison because he wanted to make sure she knew he was available. I think that's a good point, Elena. Um, Shell notes, she can talk to anyone she chooses um, not to talk, said Shell. Mm -hmm. Julianne flaunts her friendship with Paul, Anna notes. And, And there's no way Gabriel... I think in a way, though, Anna, don't you feel like that's part of her trying to show that she's independent from Ju- from Gabriel. I don't know. I'm not saying it's right. I don't think she should flaunt that with Paul because it's like waving a flag in front of a bull. Um, right. Because that's fanning jealousy, I think. Even though she genuinely feels that Paul is her friend and she wants to be able to maintain this friendship. Mm-hmm. Betty says, there's no way Gabriel would even want to join their lunch. He would just criticize the whole thing, the food, the place, the conversation, their combination, their conversation being beneath him and so on. I wouldn't invite Gabriel to lunch either. I don't Although know. Although I think if he had gone with her alone, it would have, he would have loved it. But, you know, just the animosity that. Gabriel feels still feels so threatened by Paul. I feel though, if the three of them were at lunch, it would be academic. They would talk things academia. Paul would say, "I'm challenged because I'm at the farm. I'm helping my family, and I'm behind on things." Gabriel would have insight into that as someone who went through a grad program. Like I think the whole take would have been focused on their academic challenges. Mm-hmm. So yeah, probably I don't know. <laughs> Anna says if Paul was gay he'd be the perfect friend and non-threatening <laughs> well that is very true. true Ellie says James played Paul truthfully in my opinion you can see his despair and he was inappropriate in his continued challenge of Gabriel they are married <laughs> Ellie says mm-hmm. ditto Anna and um, 
Yeah, but as far as James, how he played the part, I think he did it very well. And I mean, I remember when he was on our podcast uh, a couple few years ago, he was like, you know, always being in the friend zone. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and so. Completely right. Um, yeah. Flora saying she agreed with Betty, no matter what Paul, what no matter what Paul is a friend and she confides in him. But I don't agree with her telling him things she needs to discuss with her husband. This is Dicey Leslie. Gabriel's reaction is normal, and he knows Paul still wants Julia. Because he knows Paul still wants Julia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time for Paul to back down and deal with his own feelings, Ellie said. Yeah, true that. Mm-hmm. True that. Ellie, really, really right on the money there. Betty mm-hmm. says, but Paul and Allison are not dating. They're hanging out, but there's not really clear about what they are either. So I think it's fine to not want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Julia felt embarrassed by Gabriel um, not listening to her. And hold on. Uh, Shell saying, Julia felt embarrassed by Gabriel not listening to her about CFP. And demanded respect, but does exactly what she does to Gabriel's face when she doesn't listen to him. Um, that's a good point, show. Allie's noting he continues to be blind to changes in Gabriel and giving up his own pursuit. Betty's saying... Well, he, was, he wasn't around for the changes either. Right, so. right. But he should respect... What, should respect what Julia marriage. is saying that he did change, he should respect her, her, what she's telling him, and he's kind of disregarding that. Betty's saying, Gabriel, but Gabriel has a hard time relating and sympathizing with anyone who is poor. I don't know about that. I think he acts that way because he was so traumatized by being so poor when he was young. I don't know. I don't know. That's something to explore, mm-hmm. to ponder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elena says, oh, Betty, I love how you defend Paul, but I think we need to get you some other glasses other than the rose-colored ones. Pitting, of course, she said. Yes. Um, Julie did the same thing to Gabriel, shell notes. And mm-hmm. Anna's not happy at all with Julianne. She switches between martyr to mouse to wanting to assert her independence. Mm-hmm. Isn't that part of it, though? Isn't she, like, trying to flex it flex it, and find her way? That's just a, just a question. I think so. Anna, I'm, uh, it's frustrating. Yeah. Uh, she definitely... In I definitely wish we could send her to you. <laughs> Allie <laughs> said, Julie was trying to rescue that friendship with Paul, but she didn't... She, too, didn't seem to understand why he wouldn't show up to the wedding or to approve the, of their marriage. Um, and Anna notes, Paul would never admit um, any difficulty in front of the Gabriel. He knows he doesn't measure up to Gabriel. Uh, mm-hmm. You think? I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like Paul, I don't know. Maybe because it is Gabriel. I think that's such a, uh, an understandable situation, though, that it's not showing less to it's not portraying Paul being less than um shall saying Paul has the nerve to still have Gabriel's influence on his work uh, um which is 
well, part of that. He does part of it, but of academia they're in. You know, it's a that's a tough call because he did influence a lot of his dissertation until he left Toronto and and uh, Catherine picked him up. That's and I think uh, Gabriel's work was probably influenced a lot by Catherine as well because she she uh, did deal with him and through a college situation or uh, the program. So I think it's a combination mm-hmm. of things, but yeah, you know, it, you can't, you, you have to separate the personal from the collegiate. This is true. This is true. Such good conversation guys. Um, mm-hmm. Betty's noting Gabriel mocked Julia for drinking smoothies and eating couscous. Gabriel can't really be sympathetic to other people's struggles. He doesn't put himself in their shoes. But don't you think that was the old Gabriel? That's the I don't old Gabriel, know. Yeah. I, um, Ellie's saying Paul's grieving in more ways than one. So going through a lot with his father's loss and his own academic life on hold. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. balancing a lot of heavy stuff. Um. And Betty doesn't think Paul is perfect. And I don't think we think you... I I know you don't think Paul is perfect. Um, I think you think Paul's really kind. Um, You know, know, if you look at it, Paul plays a a, a role within the whole story. Right, right. Well, he is Virgil to the Dante. So we have to keep that in mind. Paul was... uh, being based on Virgil is um, is a really is a positive figure in the uh, I think in the overarching theme of the story. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted to... so he's like he's put in a place that where he can that that will you know guide and and not guide and mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and Betty's saying, I, I just think Gabriel wants to solve everything with money, and that's it. Not everything is solved with money, Betty said. And Anna thinks that I, when I'm reading the comment, I'm thinking Anna was disagreeing with the Gabriel not being relate to people who are poor. He says I, Gabriel recalls the trauma of his early years. So I believe I am wanting to make sure I'm portraying your comments correctly. Um, Ellie's saying, Betty, I, I don't think that is true about his feeling about being poor. He was poor and neglected and doesn't want to return to that ever again. He also resents the money that came from his dad who never claimed him, but thought, but threw money at him in the end. And Betty's notes that Paul has his flaws, but he is trying his best with the limited sources he has and the many challenges he has given, which is true. I mean, and that's why I think that scene and that discussion about things and his, his um, being late on chapters for cat. I mean, that is incredibly realistic dialogue. That definitely um, mm-hmm. is very mm-hmm. relatable. Um, Elaine also noted uh, that was the old Gabriel before the separation. I do feel now we see a more kinder, gentler professor. Let's not forget the good work he did at the mm-hmm. orphanage, etc. Um, and of course, Gabriel wants to fix and protect everything most spouses do. Anna notes. Mm-hmm. 
um, Shell notes, Paul wants Gabriel's wife um, and his help. And Flora saying, I think no matter what, Paul and Gabriel have a respect for each other's work. Um, academia is competitive, Flora notes, but they work together for a while. Um, mm -hmm. And Anna's feeling she doesn't think Paul has respect for Gabriel at all early on. Uh, Paul always maligned Gabriel early on. But I think, and I think that says the person not, not regarding his academic work. Um, Ellie mm -hmm. notes, you could put both Julie and Gabriel in that statement too, Betty, as far as what you said about Paul doing the best he can. Um, Ellie notes. And mm -hmm. is just saying, Paul, move on. She's not available. So, and I think that's part of it. I think we all agree on that. You know, Paul's, Paul's, mm -hmm in this massive want and suffering and longing of this unrequited love. And it's not a space that he, sh he should be in he, or he wants to be in. Um, so it, it's, it's, there's a need for him to move on. So once mm -hmm. Julia dropped the bombshell about Gabriel wants a baby, um, and Ellie notes, I think this, the conversation Paul and Gabriel had was a long time coming and had to be hashed out. Um, Paul is jealous, mm -hmm. Anna notes. And I think, I think that's true. He wants to be her husband. Mm -hmm. um, Gabriel understood. Uh, she, she assured him, you know, yes, she had talked to Gabriel and Gabriel understood. But she's just feeling as if she's letting Gabriel down. Um, once you put out that desire, it's hard to take down. And this was making Paul very uncomfortable, this conversation. Um, again, uh -huh. Julia inherently, once it came out of her mouth, knew she shouldn't have said it because it's not only inappropriate, but it's also really inappropriate. Uh, you know, it's, it's not something that Paul would want to be discussing, you know? Mm -hmm. He, you know, and yeah, she just blurts out the first thing that comes yeah, to her head. Because I think she's in this basically. heightened stress. She's in this, mm -hmm. this heightened um, period and, and state of being completely stressed out. And she's not thinking clearly. Um, remember the tension of all coming at them with the lecture, academic pressure, Paul and Krista and Pacciani being there and all of that, they're trying to move on past, past tensions and move forward. Um, mm -hmm. Anna feels sorry for whomever Paul ends up with. She will always be measured according to his ideal of Julianne. Um, so Paul was uncomfortable. He really didn't know what to say about it. And then he said, you know, certainly there are mothers in the program in Toronto. Or he said, there are mothers in the program in Toronto. When asked if they finished, he had to say, you know, he was honest and said, um, no, not all of them. Most of them didn't. He also checked to see if there was a group at Harvard. He also suggested she check to see if there's a group of Harvard that could give her advice. And mm -hmm. that's the best advice he's given her so honestly, far. It was, but she didn't to want be to have the conversation. Um, and Paul mm -hmm. understood. He shook his head and said that while it was none of his business, again, that was a true statement. 
She should not get mm -hmm. pressured into living someone else's life. And I think that was interesting that he said that because the only pressure that's well, being applied here is Julia pressuring herself. Mm -hmm. And he's not no, recognizing he's it as herself. He's Gabriel's recognizing it as Gabriel. Railroading her. And that's not fair to Gabriel. While Julia mm -hmm. said having a baby with Gabriel would not make her miserable, Paul countered that dropping out of Harvard would. Paul said that he knew her and she would drop out. She's been working hard and don't throw this all away. Um, she did not want to as well, but she still felt guilty for wanting to pursue her academic dreams. And the timing of this, this is kind of also misunderstanding a little bit, miscommunication, because in no way was Gabriel saying, I want a baby this year. He's just saying, right. I want a baby. You know, I want to have a baby and, with you. You know, she's, but that, but that's all she's saying. Right. She's hearing. Right. She's not hearing the fact that, yeah, I understand you got to do your program, whatever else like that. But at some point in time, I would like to have a mm -hmm. baby with you. Mm hmm so, so Anna feels sorry for whomever Paul ends up with. She'll always be measured uh, according to his ideal of uh, Julian. Yeah, and uh, Flora agrees Ellie's just too much, uh, too many layers of stresses. And I think this also mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. exacerbating this conversation. Uh, Anna said she mm -hmm. blurted to Paul an excited utterance in my lingo. Um I know Gabriel helps with the orphanage and the homeless in Umbria, Betty notes. But when it comes to spending time with said graduate students, something Julia would like to do, he thinks it's beneath him and his wife. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. Hold on, Betty. Sorry. Um, beneath him and his wife writes a paper with a different idea, and he thinks she will humil humiliate herself and doesn't respect the other professor's opinions. He doesn't want to share a bathroom at the place where they are staying for the lecture. Gabriel can be controlling and he thinks his idea is the only way to go. That is not good. So deep down, Gabriel can't seem to allow himself to think there are more ways to get to said destination. You put a lot in there. There's, I'm going to say there are things I agree with you on and things I disagree with you on on that statement, Betty. Um, you know, I think I think. I think he didn't feel it's below him to spend time with graduate students. I feel like he thinks it's inappropriate. So that was mm -hmm. one difference that I had there. Um, and I think, you know, obviously with the paper, you were right. And he wasn't, he wasn't, um, he, he felt very strongly about his own opinions. And that's very much academics feel that way. The bathroom thing is because he doesn't want to be uncomfortable, and that's. I will not go to a non-in-suite. Yes. Um, B and B or anything like that. So I I appreciate that. But um, he de he definitely can get in that mindset that his way is the best way and the only way to go. Um, I think that's very much, uh, in in an academic setting that's. Um, can be dangerous, but then he'll, he'll, he does then once, if there's debate going on, he will consider the debate. Um, so yeah, there's a lot though. There's a lot to consider there. Mm -hmm. Ellie's noting Paul and Julia's lunch laid out well with the girl Maya 
whom was likely autistic, having that face um, her as she hears Paul regarding having a child while trying to finish her doctorate. So, yeah, she had difficulty schooling her reactions. I don't see Gabriel's desire to plan their future and prepare for a child was out of line. Because um, Shell notes, he said, when you're ready. Um, and again, Paul, not your place to give advice on this subject. And shame on Julia for even going that far in this discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and... As, as And I am fully in agreement, Annette. Who wants to share a bathroom in his position? <laughs> Allie notes, if they could have won Gabriel, if they could have, uh, once Gabriel would have to get his vasectomy reversed, if it could even happen. And that's a whole mm-hmm. other piece of this. You know, it's the timing. It could take a long time for them to even think about it. Um and again, Betty's saying this miscommunication is Julia's fault, not Paul. He is reacting to what Julia is telling him. Um, yes, I agree. He is reacting to what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle's saying professor and student mixing is what got them into trouble in the first place. He felt that she challenged their love story by going against his theory, Shell said. And Ali said, mm-hmm. sure, Betty, Julia did react, but Paul jumps on anything that will shine Gabriel as the villain. He doesn't want to see him as good for Julia. Yeah, Ali, that's right. That's that true. That's true because it's too hard for him. He has too many preconceived notions of what Gabriel is and too much history. And mm-hmm. he wants to be the one to make her smile. He doesn't want Gabriel to be the one making her smile. Anna says, we know that Julianne needs Harvard, and that is her priority. She's single-minded in all ways. She thrives on the thought she has to do everything herself and doesn't ask or accept help well. Um, Floor also agreed with Shell. She said, he did say when she's ready, Julia's putting pressure on herself, thinking she would be um, letting Gabriel down in some way by not starting a family. (laughs) And Betty says, but it's Julia's first time experiencing this. Depriving her of this is wrong. She should get to experience it, too. It's all part of the experience. Um, and, and as Elena says, ultimately, they did stay in the dorm. So it, it's kind of well, a, a moot point. Well, as Julia wished. So mm-hmm. he really catered to her throughout this time in Oxford. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's... It's, um, you know, Paul, you know, really saying, don't throw your academics away. Um, She's feeling guilty. Paul then was cursing, asked Gabriel, asked if Gabriel was truly supporting her. And she, when she responded, yes, Paul wanted to know why she felt guilty. So this goes back to the comments about you know, Paul's reacting to what Julia's saying. Um, Julia mm-hmm. said, because I'm putting myself first, my education first over his happiness. Paul, in all seriousness, said that if uh, Gabriel loves you, <laughs> then he won't be happy if you are unhappy. Then as she fidgets with her silverware, he, he said you should talk to him again, tell him what you that you want to wait. And then in a less serious tone, mm-hmm. 
He said, and if he doesn't, kick him to the curb. <laughs> and that surprised Julia. Yes. That surprised Julia. I mean, Paul Paul was right. He, she needs to talk to him more about this. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she should definitely. You As know, Anna says, open she should reiterate. Sit on my couch together and talk. Shell saying, why can't Julia talk about her academic future and dreams, but Gabriel can't talk about his? But he says, I would react mm -hmm. the same way as Paul if a friend told me their spouse wanted to have a baby and this might put their career on hold, especially if my friend didn't share the same enthusiasm about said baby. And, yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, Paul is reacting to what she's saying. And it says, Paul doesn't want Gabriel to have mm -hmm. a baby with Julianne, though. Um, mm -hmm. But he says, I agree that with Paul. Again, Paul gave good advice. Talk to Gabriel. And divorce is not the end of the world. Just saying. So communication is key, Ellie notes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, this kicking him to the curb comment, if he's not going to listen to her. Um, you know, again, I think that is... Paul's wishful thinking coming out there in, in a form of a joke. Um, you know, this definitely surprised Julia. She did not think that, but his advice was to talk to him. And if he loves you, which is yeah, good advice, he needs to wake up and stop the barefoot and pregnant bullshit. And Julia knew that is not what he wanted. Uh, you know, and she said that, you know, that's not what he's going after. So Julia, listen to yourself. That's not what he's going after. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I think the idea of having a baby's wigging her out so badly in the midst of this stress situation she's in that she's just all sure. over the place. And then at that comment about saying it's not what, she, what he <sighs> wants, Paul suggested to her that she had no reason to be guilty. She was young and her, had her life ahead of her and she did not have to choose. Paul acknowledges that she was not the only one with dreams, but he was a bit biased about her. And, you know, he was just being very open about that. He is biased about her. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Julia thanked him well, for being such a good friend. And, true. Uh, but, you know, what? I, I, and I can understand. I'm glad that he said those things to her because Julie should, Julian should really be sitting down with Gabriel and discussing her fear, fears mm -hmm. and that, Every time he says, "I, you know, I'd like to put a baby here, or I want a baby with you, or whatever, that she feels she's having stress added to her. And that's something that's real that he should be discussing. Well, this, this is also not, you know, she's not Pavlov's dog either. Like, no, I, I want a baby. I need to do it now. That No. Like, she's translating his desire for a future baby with... She's she's just she's confusing that with meaning he wants a baby immediately. And right. I think that's because she's in this heightened stress state. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, there's a lot going mm -hmm. on here. I mean, she's at her first lecture. She's giving a lecture. Uh, you know, it, it's probably very nerve wracking for her. Plus he's making these comments. So I'm, and all of that builds mm -hmm. up. So I understand yeah. now. They, they and like I know, I know we're already over the hour friends, but I know there's so much in this chapter and we had to talk about 
all of the good yeah. things. And we're, we're almost yeah, finished. Yeah, yeah. Take him to finished. the curb, Elena said. Really, Paul? No, he's not holding out <laughs> any hope as she has the laughing emoji. Um, <laughs> Betty's reminding that condoms are a girl's best friend. <laughs> and sometimes. And, and Anna said Paul overstepped his Paul just overstepped. His divorce comment was inappropriate. Both Julianne and Paul are assigning what they think Gabriel is feeling, which is true. And despite mm-hmm. his love for Julia, Paul is still putting her needs first without asking her to leave her husband for him. But he kind of was hinting at that with the kicking to the curb comment, I think, Betty. Yeah, he was. Not directly, more of a wishful way. Right. And you're right. He didn't come out and say, he's not good for you. You, I, I will take care of you. Why don't you come with me? He didn't go that far. But I think he wishes that it would happen. Mm-hmm. And Anna's, I, I, Anna's yeah, countering well. my heightened stress can't be the excuse. I, but I think that's the reality, Anna. I'm not saying it's right and she should act that way, but I think she's in that. I think that she's Yeah, because I think we a lot of us do strange things when we're under a lot of stress. She needs to get herself under control, really. Um, So they they continued uh, their conversation about friends, and Julia thought they were in short supply. And then, of course, Chris had pretty much told everybody about Toronto, and she was humiliated by this. She told Paul that Gabriel had tried, but there was they made a scene, mm-hmm. which doesn't help. And if it hadn't been for uh, Professor Picton uh, to come in mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know try to you know say you, you know you got to watch your mouth and that whatever with to Krista and. Uh, threatened to throw her out. And that's when Paul suggested that they they could have uh, had a, a cage match and <laughs> sold popcorn for those yes. two. And I, again, he's trying to lighten the mood with that, but you know, when he saw Julia's face and the distress in it, he apologized and he didn't want to be a jerk. Uh, then Paul, being uncomfortable, said that he said that uh, he had said some stupid stuff in the email that he had sent her before the wedding uh, and that he refused, you know, about not going to the wedding. And, and uh, he said that was the behavior of a jerk. And Julie was surprised that Ann mentioned that he didn't, he couldn't go because his dad was sick. And, and he said that was true, but that wasn't the reason. He just couldn't watch her marry Gabriel. He could see her troubled look pulled, as he pulled closer to the table. He says, he knew she was married, and he would never do anything to mess with that. But he could not watch her marry him, and he was sorry. And I think that I think Nuh-uh. that surprised her. I think that was the I didn't realize Paul felt that strongly about things moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she tried to pro- protest what he was saying, he, he quieted her quieted her, telling her that uh, he was not waiting in the wings and that it was hard to see them together. And so he's telling her how, how he feels mm-hmm. about all this, which is a good thing to a point. Well, and, um, and, but and that now, was, yeah. I'm sorry, Pam, I know I interrupted, but that was one of the, no, one of the questions that I did pose to SR um, was the fact that did Paul plan, did Paul want to talk to Julia by herself 
to come clean about this, to say, I, you know, I'm sorry I was being a jerk. I said these things in the letter, what I was really going at. Did Paul want to have this conversation? Is this why Paul really wanted to talk to her? I was curious if, mm-hmm. if that was meditated or if this just came up in conversation. So. Mm-hmm. Now, Nana was saying how it was cool to even invite Paul and to the mm-hmm. wedding. And... Uh, because that you know that kind of puts Julianne in the spot where she's she's lacking in the mm-hmm. understanding that there, that was there. Yeah, uh, Betty would not have gone to either wedding, Julia's or Paul's, if he married mm-hmm. Allison or anyone else. And uh, but also lied to again, her. Again, spoken or never forgotten. Elena said, "At least he tried to be honest, right. but clearly he is waiting in the wings." And mm-hmm, Shell's mm-hmm. also agreeing he is still so, waiting. I think Paul and mm-hmm. uh, Julia need needed this closure. And mm-hmm. I I felt Julianne in much of this Paul issue, Anna notes. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so you know when when. He's quieting her down and telling, you know, he's he telling her that he was waiting in the wings, and I, and to hear rumors still swirling about her because of Gabriel's not her fault, and now the talk of a baby when you you know when you've just started your program and he shook his head, asked, uh, when is he going to wake up and see the incredible woman that he needs to take care of? So Julia's like, you know, well he does, yeah. And defending her husband, uh, she, that's when she told him about the humanitarian work, the volunteering at the Italian Home for Children, and that he's changed. And uh, if he wants his wife to have a child when he needed time, is you know that's what he Paul's bringing out. Um, yeah, and he really is like, I so hope <laughs> what you're saying is true. <laughs> uh huh. And, uh, you know, Julia, uh, you know, repeated that she was struggling, that he saw it. And it was hard to withhold something from someone you love, knowing it would make them happy. And that, that's the basis of her struggle. Right. Um, and she was happy. And Paul had recognized it. And she said, I know he has his faults. And, that, and so did she. But I would, you know, he would give her the world if, if he could fit it in his pocket. And he never, ever lets me fall. So that's when Paul looks away. Yeah, that's when Paul's like, okay, I've had enough. I can't take any more. I can't hear any more about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anna's saying Gabriel takes care so. of Julianne to a fault. She balks and rejects often. Um, and Paul will swoop in to rescue her in a heartbeat. If needed to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know one of the one of the main issues like that I can I, I can see with with Paul and her is he wants to put her on a pedestal and worship her for because she is a beautiful woman, and I'm, I'm talking not just externally I'm talking right. internally, and you know he wants to take care of her and and be be the be all end all for her. But so does Gabriel. But Gabriel wants her to be able to stand up on her own, too. 
and that, that's where the difference lies to you know being someone on a pedestal being worshipped or being loved for who and what you are good and bad but standing up on your own yeah. you know you're two individuals you've got to be able to do that for yourself too uh, I don't know. I don't know. These these kids need all kinds of therapy. <laughs> well, and I'm not, and I'm, and I'm not the one to give it to them. <laughs> well, look, the 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 main point here is when it comes down to it, they had the lunch. I do feel like it should not have happened. She said things mm -hmm. in confidence that, that should not have been revealed. Um. And he, you know, he more or less did come clean with her and the wedding and, and why he really didn't go to the wedding. And I think that was kind of uh, a little bit of a wake-up call to Julia. I don't think she understood because she was in denial about how, mm -hmm. Paul, how deeply Paul felt for her and how deeply he disliked Gabriel. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think Paul does see that she's happy, and I think that makes him sad and jealous because he wants to be the one who makes her happy. And I think Paul's trying to be supportive, but he also can't help the way he feels. And I think it's a really hard spot for Paul. And I think... You know, Julia needs to just continue to talk to her husband and also try and develop other friendships. Mm -hmm. So, which is not easier for her to do, but... No, because I, th I think she's, she's a somewhat, I don't want to say standoffish, but, uh, but she's, very, she, she's very guarded yeah. in who she connects with, too. Yeah. Floor's noting so. they've all progressed in some way, and that's a big part of their character developments. And it's slowly coming to the surface with all their interactions that they've had. And Anna's mm -hmm. noting Paul is obsessed with Julia, or what he thinks Julianne is, and the little rabbit that needs to be cared for. So, yes, he definitely has this very specific view of her um, and the ideal. Despite Gabriel's many false shell notes, he is not the bad guy, saying Paul's friend, despite loving her and not being mm -hmm. having that reciprocated. I totally agree with that. I think he's trying mm -hmm. his best. I think he's trying to, to be supportive, um, and reciprocation is killing him. But I do think he should not have... It is, and it's hard. The lunch, the way he did. I think that whole discussion could have happened in a different way. Uh, True. Michelle said, I True. get it's hard for Paul, but he is not being a good friend, and neither is Julia. Mm -hmm. um, and Elena thought it was a good synopsis you had, and, and this should be their closure. Move on now. Paul, get a life. Julia, it's your husband that you need to have uh, conversations with. Or discussions. <laughs> and Ellie said they're still new to their new roles um, into the future, but still battling the past. And she's just apologizing mm -hmm. for her typos. 6 a.m. for these first few days of vacation. Her eye mask headband still half on, just popping off my 
CPAP machine, dedicated fan on phone with numb fingers. You are the best, Ellie. Because <laughs> Lord knows I would not be able to make it into the chat room if I was living in the West Coast. <laughs> I would have to listen after the fact. So, and having you in here is so important. Yes. Uh, you you had such good commentary and insight. So I love that you join us this early wee hours. Um. So. Betty will never give up her defense of Paul. I love Paul it, has a life. The poor man um, is going on through some tough stuff. Tough stuff. Yes. Yes, and move the past so, seems to sneak up sometimes. Floor notes. And mm -hmm. said Julian got her eyes open uh, finally, but she still doesn't get it. She needs to make friends with no. her peers. She's not academically in the same position as Gabriel. Gabriel having a uh, beat with the grad students isn't in his best interest at this time. And yeah, you're, I 100% agree yeah. with you on that, Anna. It's, and, and, you know, I'm hoping that she will develop friendships with others. Um, Paul can't be her only I think crush. at some point in time she will. And neither can Gabriel, truthfully. Yeah. You know, you can love your husband and, and confide everything and anything to your husband, but there are other bonds out there that have to yeah. be made, too. Anna's inviting Paul yeah. to join her on the couch. Uh, <laughs> Shelby <laughs> says nobody's stopping <laughs> Julianne from making friends. And uh, Ellie said Paul is going through tough stuff. Betty and his defenses are down. And Elena is agreeing with Anna on point. And, and Ellie's asking if we can all fit on your couch. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, this is exactly we should all be I there. We would have such a robust discussion today. I was very excited about talking about this this mm -hmm. uh, this part of their luncheon conversation because this is when everything kind of got real. Um, yes. So. I'm thankful you guys could join us today. And I think for those listening, absolutely, this, especially if you've just seen this, if just watched the scene on the screen, um, you'll have some good thoughts uh, on this as well. Yeah, it was very, it was a lot easier writing up the, the information on this than uh, especially after watching the movie. Mm -hmm. So. Yes, <laughs> everybody's saying, sign me up too, <laughs> says Shell. Snacks! <laughs> Oakmont Bakery! Anna, it was killing me. I couldn't come meet up with you last week at the Oakmont, but I'm going to get there. I really want to try and get back to Western PA this summer. Um, so I will keep you posted. I want to see you. I want to see KK. And I want to see my cousins who are, live on mm -hmm. the North Shore. If you're out in Pittsburgh and if you hear about, if you need a venue, they own Hip at the Flashlight Factory on, uh, yeah. Nice. And I got to park there, which was wonderful because it was only like a 12-minute walk to the stadium. It was fantastic. And I was out of cool. the traffic, which is good. That's always <laughs> a good thing. I remember coming out of a Rolling Stone concert at Shea Stadium with my husband. Concert was over at 11. I think we finally got out of the parking yeah. lot at 1. Mm -hmm. 
So it can be that way. Anyway. And Elena saying this has been great. And Betty, you make it so much fun with your defensive Paul. She loves it. Have a great week, everyone. Flora's on her way from Florida, Anna. Um, Shell's thanking everyone for a great beginning to the weekend. I feel the same way, Shell. And mm -hmm. Ellie needs a tea with a shot of Irish cream. Oh, that sounds lovely. <laughs> Shell's saying road trip. <laughs> and you know who needs to sit on that couch? Allison and Paul. <laughs> they do. They do. Ellie said, did you also watch the London premiere posted? I, I heard that it did, I but did. I have not seen it. And check out uh, oh, I watched the live and then Facebook this weekend is strawberry pretzel French toast. Oh my gosh. Anna, that sounds mm -hmm. delicious. Gonna look at that. So. so everyone, I am gonna leave us this morning with a little bit of the cores at your side. Nice. Maybe Julia should be running to, to Gabriel's side. Anyway, have a great week, everyone, and we'll talk next week. Take care.